and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to the rebel girls and riot girls in the music industry and why they matter. Each episode will feature songs by bands you just need to hear. So if you think you're ready, I will see you in the front. Hey guys and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 19. Today I'm going to do another review episode and I didn't think I would do another one but this record just needed to be talked about so here we are. I'm going to do a song by song review of the new Paris record All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. Now I've known about Paris since there was an A in their name. The band was friends with a lot of my friends from high school and I followed them since the beginning. I remember when Gemini was a quote-unquote new song coming out and their EP pre-orders were coming out on Valentine's Day in 2014. I used to have waking up on repeat in my old car with the windows down thinking I was super cool knowing about this band. I was going to take a picture with the EP I had a few weeks ago, but I found out that it was in my old house and it's gone now forever and I'm super devastated about it and I barely even want to talk about it because the thing was like one of my prized possessions, especially since the band blew up and such a good EP, but at least it still lives on my iPod, so I guess it's at least something. So, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell is the second full length from the band following up their 2015 release of White Noise. White Noise was a great breakout record. It holds a really special song to me called Holy, which lyrically is probably my top five in my favorite songs ever. White Noise came out when the band was in their late teens and have definitely benefited on the time that has passed. Now being in their early 20s, I can honestly say that this record is super polished and all around just genius. Now that you guys kind of know what to expect, I'm going to go song by song like I did with my Paramore review of After Laughter. So here we go. Track one, Heaven. It's the first song on the record, which fans have connected to it with the lyrics from White Noise, uh, the single St. Patrick. It says uh, a taste of heaven in the song St. Patrick. And then in Heaven, she says, you took my heaven away. The song starts off with a haunting piano part that at first I wasn't really expecting or really into, to be completely honest, because I really thought it was going to be like the slow acoustic song and I really wasn't prepared for it because I don't really like the love love song kind of things anymore I don't really like acoustic jams so much I mean everyone loves a great acoustic jam once in a while but I just was expecting such a punch from Paris especially with their new record coming out and I was super stoked about it but luckily It does deliver the punch I was looking for. The song gave us a little taste of the vocal growth that Lynn has gone through with the chorus. Also, I bought the CD and listening to it for some reason, you hear the bass really pronounced and it elevates the song so much. I have no idea if it's just me or if the CD version is just better, but you hear all the backing layers and the bass and just everything. Layers is a huge thing in this record too, which you'll notice, especially, I don't know if the CD version makes much of a difference, but to me it did. Compared to the iTunes uh, song that I bought and the CD version, I was listening through the same headphones on the same laptop and the CD version blew me away. So the best part of the song actually was at the end where it's just Lynn and a bass drum and she's practically screaming, you took my heaven away. Still gives me chills every time that I've listened to the song and I've listened to it a lot. So overall, Heaven isn't the strongest song on the record, but it was definitely a strong statement for the first track. So here's a taste of that.
So that was track one, which was Heaven. Track two is called Half, which is a song the band was playing on tour before it was actually released for a few weeks. I hate saying this, but the song didn't really stand out to me. Compared to the rest of the record, it was a little boring for me, but that's really, really critical of me saying. So just know that me saying that is just really a stretch. The song live is really cool because Lynn plays the drums alongside their touring drummer, Justin Nace, and it honestly is just really fun to watch. Lynn is a really talented musician, and it is so nice to see her branch out on stage between playing piano to the drum pad and the drums in the additional in addition to playing guitar half is a really drum heavy song in my opinion but i also feel like the entire record has a lot of the best drums of the entire year so overall the song is layered and unique not really the strongest song on the record but it is overall a brilliant track so here is a bit of that So that was track two. It's called Half. Track three is called Anyone Else, and it is my favorite song on the record. Let me start off by saying the entire song is brilliant. It's the first song on the record that doesn't actually sound like any other Paris song, and I was super into it. This song could be on the radio. It can be in the movies. It could literally be anywhere. The chorus is super simple, but a smart and clever simple, not just your boring old simple. This song is more guitar heavy than drum heavy. I don't know shit about music. I don't know anything about how bands work or anything, but it sounds a lot like Lynn is playing guitar in the song as well, which always adds something super special. Lynn has talked about the song specifically saying on Twitter the day that the music video dropped. She said it has little to do with the lyrics and everything to do with the uh, instrumentation, production and the atmosphere it creates. This was started for someone else, but it ultimately turned into something written to and for myself. She also went on and said... A caption on Instagram or a tweet on here or anywhere will never allow me to fully express the feeling the song evokes in me. I'm not sure if any arrangement of words ever will. It has little to do with the lyrics and everything to do with the instrumentation, production, and the atmosphere it creates, which I already said. I've tried to describe it through a few different outlets, but I've come to realize how specific and personal this feeling is. It almost seems like one of those phenomenons that has no word to label with it. Something that might be completely subjective and belong to myself and only myself. Like many artists, I find myself constantly uh, torn between wanting to completely bare my soul to everyone while at the same time bottle everything up and keep myself hidden. In a way, we are always stripping away parts of ourselves to make the things we present you. The song was started for someone else. Another little piece pulled off, but it ultimately turned into something written to and for myself in the end. It It helped me realize no matter how many pieces of myself I might strip away for others, whether that is in in loving someone or through sharing music like this other pieces will always remain pieces like this one this strange phenomenon i will never be able to accurately articulate or fully share this feeling that will most likely only ever belong to me perhaps that that's what this song is about in the end that this feeling won't ever belong to anyone else and neither will i so that alone just really was awesome and i love that she said that i love that she has such a connection to the song because immediately when I heard it it was it was a statement you know the end of the song will literally rip you apart and put you back together again with the chant of the aggression and Lynn's I don't belong to anyone else so 
overall, this song is hands down just genius, well put together, and I better see a live video of this immediately so I could just cry. I wish I could play the entire song for you guys, but here's just a taste of it. It's honestly one of the best songs of the year. No exaggeration, no doubt about it. It's just clever as all hell, so here it is. So that was track three. It's called Anyone Else. This is track four and it's called What's Wrong. This was originally my favorite song of the record. The song starts off a bit slow, but then bursts into this energetic bop. I have talked a little bit about the song and how I feel this is a call back to being in the media and gaining popularity. The song has lyrics that can link to the self-doubt Lynn faced while making the record and also sounds as if she's telling fans that the band will always remain true to themselves and will not sell their souls to gain popularity or fame. The band has done an excellent job in my opinion with all their awareness and the charity they raise money for and they raise awareness for. Everything that they've ever done is just super cool and super just I don't I don't even have the words to describe it it's just really awesome especially in a really shitty political climate that there's bands like this that just always go above and beyond to make sure that their fans are always safe and have safe space in the LGBTQ community and just all around they're just great people there was a comparison to the air sound video for their song lacuna and the what's wrong video due to the blanking out of the both singers eyes i think in the air sound video their mouth was blanked out i haven't really watched it in a while so i don't really remember but something was blanked out in that video and what's wrong their eyes were blanked out but i believe the paris fan base didn't realize that lacuna and the entire song and video is a big reference to the popular cult classic movie eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and the movie has characters with their eyes blanked out in the same way the lacuna video did so i just wanted to state that for anyone that had a theory on tumblr because i really wanted to debunk this since the video dropped and i just never spoke about it so i just wanted to clear that up a little bit it was literally a coincidence the videos both dropped within the same week especially because i can assure you that they didn't just film those videos and what's wrong was probably shot months before we even saw it What's Wrong as a song, though, has this explosive call with Lynn belting, No, I Never Sold My Soul a bunch of times, assuring us that she will always do what's best in her heart and not for anyone else other than herself and the band. Overall, I love the song. The drums during the last bit of the song gives me chills and hands down some of the best drums on the entire record. So here's a clip of that. No, I never sold my soul. No, I never sold my soul. No, I never sold my soul. So 
So that was track four and it's titled What's Wrong. This track is called Walk Alone. It is track five. The song starts slower than the explosive rest of it. I told a friend of mine, I don't really know anybody personally in the band, but I totally see the band feeling the song and just bopping around to it. It has such a dance feel to it that I'm sure a lot of people will just get down and groove to it. But it also has a headbang feel to it, which I know is very hard to, you know, imagine. But if you when you listen to the song because I'm about to play a clip you'll kind of feel what I'm saying hopefully maybe not it's just really clever let's just say that it's just a really clever song it reminds me a little bit of the white nice white noise song fire I don't know why but I've said it since I heard the song and I just can't shake the correlation I can't really explain it but it sounds like fire to me but a really polished and well thought out version of fire this is a little bit of a branch out for the band sound wise that I personally feel but also the chorus also screams Paris the bass and drums dominate the song though for sure and subtle background notes tie everything together so overall great song going to be a total banger live if they ever play it so here's a clip of that So that was track five. It's called Walk Alone. This is track six and it's called Same Soul. This song to me sounds like a more mature and polished version of the white noise song Mirrors, which already was such a great track. So explosive live. Lynn held out that really high note that they don't do on the record, but she did live and it was incredibly special. The song has a familiar sound, but also different than anything we've ever heard from the band. It again shows this incredible vocal growth in Lynn and does not disappoint whatsoever. Overall, it's a good track. I feel like for fans of White Noise, the song is a good connection and transition and helps ease into the new sound because there's a lot of new sounds happening on this record and a lot of people might not be into it because they liked White Noise better. You still have those EP people that are like Parrish just go back to their old sound, which doesn't make any sense because they were literally like 18 years old when that record was made and time to move on. Like, yes, the EP was incredible, but... They've made so much better music since that EP came out. I mean, being 18 and then being 22, I mean, those were such transitional points in my life. I can only imagine what it's like being an artist and being in a band and writing about all these new experiences. I mean, between Lynn being in a relationship and then that breakup and then being hit with depression and dealing with mental illness and going to therapy. I mean, it's a lot of heavy shit. So between the EP and now, I definitely think that the growth was steady and I definitely think that the transition was incredibly, you know, awesome. (laughs) I was going to say steady again, but I realized I just said steady. So it's just a good song good transition if you're a fan of white noise and you're really not ready to ease back into a new sound and also the laugh at the end is super precious so here's a little bit of same soul In 
that was track six. It's called Same Soul. This is track seven and it's called Winter. Man, this song is incredible. I literally listened to it maybe a, maybe definitely more, but maybe 40 times the day it came out and I, it came out while I was at work too. So as soon as I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest song ever. It definitely tests Lynn's vocal abilities and just overall, just a major statement of a track. The explosive chorus along with it being such a dance song. It's so weird. I can't not move when I hear it. The last minute of the song is just also, it leaves me utterly speechless. Winter ties with anyone else for my favorite song on the record. And I hope they play it live because I think it'll be super killer. They did this like visualette for the song. They didn't do like a music video per se, but I definitely think the visualette fits with the song more so than a music video. It was just, I I love the song so much. It's just this clean, simple song, but anything with Paris isn't really simple. It's just like, it's just clean. That's the best way to describe it. Everything they did on this record is just polished and, oh my gosh, I just love the song. Overall, brilliant and polished, and it really shows the entire band and their growth with their songwriting. The drums aren't as dynamic as they are the rest of the record on this song, but they don't really need to be because all the other instruments are so well played in this song and they kind of take over and they all have their own roles in making the song a masterpiece. So let me just play that song for you guys because I just can go on and on about it. So that was track seven. It's called Winter. This is track eight and it's called No Mercy. I definitely feel like this is similar to White Noise track, Let Them In, but they took the song and just added and spun it on its head completely. It definitely doesn't hold back. Lynn does not let anything left to the imagination. She's just, this is everything her voice can do and it's just incredible. I would argue that this is one of the most vocally demanding songs just due to all the twists and turns i mean listening to the whole record i think everything on the record is vocally challenging and i think it's a lot of demand on lynn's voice and i definitely think that hearing it live is going to be such a treat and it's going to be so special because she laid it all on the table like there is nothing left to be imagined in her voice everything that she can possibly do at the age of 22 I think is on this record and it's just awesome because she just didn't hold back you know Paris knows what they do best and they know how to write a good song Lynn knows how to just throw basically vomit all over the song as Haley said about after laughter it's just a good vomiting of all these incredible vocal tricks and talents and just she's an incredible vocalist and I think that it gets slept on a lot and I definitely think White Noise didn't really showcase everything that she can do. I mean, Let Them In was the closest to hearing what everything she could do. But this this song alone just exploded it. But 
songs like anyone else and the end of winter just she really pushed the aggression envelope and i'm so here for it that's why i'm doing a review episode for this record because it's it's a good candidate for album of the year for me after paramours after laughter it's just the the bands that i enjoy they're just crushing this year in music and it's <laughs> i'm just i i'm so happy that this record came out and i'm so happy that i'm doing a review episode for it but getting back to the song, overall, it's going to be a fun time live. I could see the song exploding. Overall, just a great track, vocally, sonically, instrumentals, everything. So here's a little bit of that. So that was track eight. It's called No Mercy. This is track nine and it's called Separate. This is a super slow song, like one of those songs that just plays during a funeral montage in the movies towards the end of the movie and someone is watching another person walk away and then the screen is black and the credits slowly roll in. So I don't know how specific that is, but I hope you guys get some sort of imagery in your head since I said that and then play that song over me saying that because that's what that's that's what comes to mind you know it's definitely a funeral song somebody watching the other person walk away and like that spider-man moment i don't know i can't think of a movie off the top of my head but i can think of at least like five movies i think batman vs superman is what i'm thinking of don't see that movie it was incredibly awful and never again but anyway separate does not sound like a paris song based on their body of work but also is such a cool song it haunts you and also makes you want to sob but this whole album actually made me want to sob so that's irrelevant i can see this being a really heavy song to write though and probably has a lot of emotion to it if they play this live i see it being a strong closer or even an encore song definitely different for the band but it is also so so good i was gonna say super so that's so sounds a little weird but just a great song I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I'm kind of over the slow acoustic love songs. I'm just, they're a little boring right now for me. I know they'll probably make a comeback at some point for me, but I just, I like powerful. I like aggression. I like interesting. And to me, slow songs just aren't interesting, but Separate definitely takes the cake for me. It might be my favorite slow song of the year. And it's not really a slow song. You know, you guys will hear it in a second when I play it, but it's just, it's just a good track. Overall, I'm here for it. I am so glad that this record, you know, if it needed a slow song, this is the slow song and this is what they chose to make it. So here's a little bit of that.
So that was track nine called Separate. And the last and final track, track number 10, is called Nola One. Other than the guitar part, this is the furthest thing from a power song and is such a refreshing thing to end such a great record on. It might be the most hopeful song on the record. It is Lynn saying no matter what, she's going to keep singing despite the criticism and people saying that she's changed and the band has changed. And also, if this is NOLA 1, maybe there's a NOLA 2. It's just a really good song. That's all I have to say about it. It's just, it's not a slow song in the slightest, but it's just... It's not really a headbanger, but it's not really a dance track. It's not really a bop. It's not really a standout track. It's just, it's not Paris, but it's Paris in the most Paris way possible. It's super strange. I I love this record because this is what it did to me. You know, you think that it's a Paris song and then you have to think about it. You're like, whoa, this is actually super different than White Noise and the EP. It's just overall... It is super unique. It is such a nice ending and does not actually sound like any song on White Noise. And it also doesn't even sound like the rest of the record. So although the lyrics are still dark, it is the most uplifting music. It reminds me of Paramore's Hard Times, upbeat dance music to lyrics about depression and being away for the last few years and coming back new and refreshed. So here's the last track of All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. So that was every track on the new Paris record, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. Overall, this record gets an honest 10 out of 10 from me. Why? Because it expands the comfort zone I feel the band was in for a long time and was just stuck in for a long time. Paris has changed since I first heard them and has evolved so much and took so many creative risks without apologizing. I also want to say how amazed I am at the drums on this record and that Lynn is credited with being one of the drummers on it. White Noise was such a great breakout record for the band, but this record really shows everything they can do and who they are and just makes a statement. They just, they don't apologize. Like I already said, they just, this is it. Lynn showcases her vocal abilities throughout the entire thing and shows how much she can push her aggressive growl that Paris fans know and love. I think this record addresses mental illness in a clever and hidden way, but also at the same time, it's very pronounced and prominent. It also shows that the band stands by what they believe in and know what feels right. Songs like Half show the struggle with mental illness Lynn went through and what Alex has spoken up about in magazines recently with her alongside. The lyrics from the start of the record sounds like a mourning of a loss of a relationship then into getting over it and getting over the internal demons. And the last line of the last song says, but I keep singing. 
Paris is such a unique band because the way that they write and they don't follow any formula. They don't follow a genre. They don't follow any rules. They don't follow genre rules. They write what they think sounds good. And I think that confidence shows in the music and makes them such a great band with a loyal fan base. Fans can smell bullshit. They just can. They can smell a band who wants a radio hit. They know when you're faking it. Paris aren't putting on a show for popularity. And to me, that is so fucking rare and important. I just... I can get behind a band like that. I just, I, I can smell bullshit from a mile away. I know when a band is not being genuine. I know when a band is doing stuff for publicity. I know when a band doesn't really support something. And Paris is just as genuine as bands come in 2017. And I'm so glad that they're relevant. I'm so glad that they're noticed. I'm so glad that they just came out with a record. And I'm so glad they're getting the recognition that they deserve. So, that was all I had to say about the record. I hope you guys liked what I had to say about it, and I hope you check it out immediately after listening to this. The record is now out everywhere, and the band is about to embark on their North American headlining tour, which sadly I won't be at because the dates conflict with Tour 2, and I couldn't find a state I could drive to in the East Coast after Tour 2 ends, or in the middle of Tour 2 because I'm going to a lot of dates. One day I will actually see Paris live, and it's going to be awesome. So to end this episode, I'm going to play you guys the new song by the band Bully, who I actually played in episode one. The new song is called Feel the Same from their upcoming record, Losing, due out October 20th. You guys can pre-order that on subpop.com, and they have a cool marble LP variant, a cassette, and a CD. And before I play it, I want to tell you guys where you can find me. I have Instagram, which is Sam is Socks. Twitter is Rebel Hearts Girl. Facebook.com slash Rebel Hearts Podcast. And for submissions or zine requests or literally anything, rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com. There's an Etsy link for the zine and is on this SoundCloud homepage. It is Rebel Hearts Goods. If you look it up, I have no idea what the link is, but Rebel Hearts Goods, I only have the zine up there. It is being sold for cost and it is $5 plus shipping wherever you live. If you live in the U.S., I think the shipping is like two sixty one. If you live outside the U.S., I think it's like seven bucks or something. I wish it was less, but unfortunately, the post office just hates me shipping anywhere outside the U.S. So I will see you guys at the front, and here is Bully. Mm-hmm. 